on my moon. Elba's ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head. It's all interpretation. Oh, my. To find the truth, you gotta read between the lines. Dang it, Bobby. Work out your own salvation. You are the best of white people. A bad old path is hard to find. If it's more than a place, it's a state of mind. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Jerry, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. You should never be allowed to talk to people. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. God bless America. I love it, man. That's just a good way to start off the day. It is. I think it is, yeah. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this is supposed to work. <laughs> so, survival of another weekend, man. Oh, yeah? Used to be you survived the weekend celebrated on Friday, but now it's like we celebrate Monday, we survive the weekend. And uh, <laughs> and not for the reasons we did when we were younger. You know, I remember yeah, getting paid true, on Friday yeah. and being broke on Monday. I mean, that was a country song, I think, at one point in time. It became a big <laughs> hit for <laughs> Joe Blow and the Drunks, but bottom line... Is that's not why you know it's so funny that the older you get the i don't even call it a honeydew list that was like the generation before us right this is the make mama happy list because if you don't she threatens to pay somebody a lot of money to do it and you don't have Your a lot money, of money to yes. throw at it yeah <laughs> like come on man what, what the, huh. anyway yeah, I'm saving that for the motorcycle what are you doing paying that guy oh <laughs> You know, Mark, it's so funny how I, I thought, you know how the world tricked me? When I was a kid, when I was in my teens, my biggest fear was that my, that my, I would lose my hair, that I would go bald. Okay. And, and I went, instead I went gray early and then turned white. I became Santa white, but I'm not kidding, dude. Back in the early days, I actually really did fear going bald. And I thought there's gotta be something done about this. And I looked at, you know, I ended up living in a city where they have the bald head men association of America, Moorhead, Moorhead city, North Carolina, <laughs> Moorhead. I'm not kidding. I lived there and yeah. it just was always, the, and then, then all of a sudden I started meeting people. It was about the time you and I started working together and I'm noticed there are dudes that are shaving their head on purpose, not yep. because they have male pattern baldness and are going with it. Some are actually choosing like Bart Millard. I thought yeah, Bart Millard did, of mercy yeah. me actually had male pattern baldness and just committed to the Mr. Clean look, right? No. Yes. Because as soon as his wife got pregnant, he let his hair grow up because he didn't want to scare the baby. You know, <laughs> kind of a chubby bald guy looking at a chubby bald kid. Yeah, you, you, that'd be scary. And uh, anyway, and so I thought that's where men, you know, really took things in. You, hey, man, I'm no longer going to be in fear of male pattern baldness. I'm going to own this and I'm going to be yeah. bald. You know, I'm not buying a toupee. I am not yeah. going the Burt Reynolds, William Shatner, Jimmy Stewart route. I'm not buying a quibble, you know, triple to go on my head. But anyway, <laughs> so mine turned gray rather than turned loose. Now it's turned yeah. white. So yeah, the biggest things loose. you fear. Yeah, right but, up in there. I mean, I'm looking yeah, in the well, mirror every day. There's a little shine. Okay. You can see it shine. I can't, yeah. I can't put the top down on the car without a baseball cap anymore because the top of my head starts getting sunburned. <laughs> when I never, <laughs> okay. ever thought that would happen. Never. Wow. But, I did. But. You know, hey, what do you do? <laughs> well, you know, I knew my, my hairline was going to recede. I was watching my dad's, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to do this. <laughs> well, dude, let me ask you something. You sent yes. me um, comic Kathy Madigan. 
Um, I was going for a stand-up routine that you sent me last uh, week after we finished yes. the show. Yeah, and uh, she's an entertaining uh, woman. Uh, she is uh, a liberal, but she is a comedian, writer, mm -hmm. performer. Yeah, uh, she funny. has written some things you would have no idea about. But right. um, anyway, she's been around for a long time too. Yeah, and she has a she actually has a pretty funny but accurate take on why we do this podcast. Obama right. is always always reaching out. God love him. America, if you agree with me on how to solve this financial crisis, I'm going to need you to email your congressmen and representatives. I'm like, well, then I'm going to need you to email me who they are. <laughs> because unless they're hosting Shark Week or preparing for the end of the world, I am probably not familiar <laughs> but <they're work. laughs> I love it. That's funny. funny. It is very funny, but it's very true. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> she is liberal, and you you mentioned this to me before we started doing the taping today. That when um when you listen to her older stuff, I, okay, Kathleen mm -hmm. Madigan in the late nineties, I think mid to late nineties, she actually was doing a lot of open mics, and she won um a, she won an award at one of the comedy shows anyway you know funniest person in america kind of thing they right, used to do yeah. it on showtime and they they created the big laugh off for that which yeah. by the way ellen degeneres won that you can imagine hmm. and part of the tour yeah. was to tour navy bases all over the country and they oh, send wow. out ellen, so you send out ellen degeneres who at the time was in the closet okay yes. funniest woman yeah. in america and she had the long blonde hair she looked cute and yeah. she's out there doing her funny stuff and all these navy dudes are like oh my gosh she's so hot because they hadn't been around a woman in a while and uh wow you know and all the while they had no idea oh, well. yeah but yep. anyway yeah. kathleen madigan when she first came out in in the late 90s in terms of awareness she did a lot of humor that was not politically correct no it no. was she's still liberal but you and i talked about this and it's like now some of these you can't even perform on a college campus now without somebody's feelings getting hurt or somebody being True. triggered or somebody yeah. and I, you know what i actually spoke to a child and I'm looking around to make sure ain't nobody going to hear this. Oh, yeah, they will. This is a podcast. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mark, there used to be a time when we said something on the air, and if we said it early enough in the day, we knew the percentage of people listening was fairly low. Yes. But Not now, so. if, I, if I burp right now and don't uh -huh. say, excuse me, everybody's going to know it. Yep. It's 100%. Everybody. Wow. Forever. <laughs> Forever. So here's what we're trying to do. We looked at the we looked at the world of podcasting of radio and we thought, you know what? There are so many candidates that have already announced that they want to be the next president of the United States of America. We thought we would do a countdown to twenty twenty four. And we've mm. gone through uh, a number of different candidates, some that have a chance and some who don't have any. Um yeah. now we're at Larry Elder, where Larry Elder has been running um I think I know he ran in 2020. I know he ran in 2016. I think no, yeah. I think he did. He ran. But his, he ran for was, governor in California is when he ran before. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He was probably he's part of that mix up back with the uh, right. the Gray Davis thing too. I think. But anyway, mm. for the last 20 years or so, Larry Elder has been running for office. He just hasn't been elected, and yeah. he has been doing talk shows in between. Sometimes he keeps his talk show going. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, the last time he ran, he did have a talk show going on, right. and. Uh, and walked away from it hoping to be the governor of California mm -hmm. yeah. and devoted his time and energy to that. 
and uh, that didn't work out. And uh, so yeah. now I guess he's semi-retired. He's 71 years old, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's 71. Uh, he was born in L.A., uh, he oh, yeah, lives we, today you know we got to post we'll this up mark yeah. <laughs> we have to post it up when That's we come right, yeah. back yeah. we'll get into larry elder <laughs> and some of the other candidates because we're breaking down all the candidates that are running and uh, the republican list is just very long that's why we're starting with them it is yeah but i got a feeling if things keep going the way they are that democrat field's going to fill up the following conversation is real it took place between a advisor and a subscriber. Hello, Constar. May I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I locked my keys in my car. Oh, we can open that right up for you. Really? With Constar satellite technology, you'll never have to worry about being locked out of your car again. Hey, you unlocked my doors. That's so cool. You think that's cool? Watch this. <laughs> you did that from there. Not only that, but I noticed from the sensors in your seat that your blood pressure's a little high. How do you know that? Seatbelt's a little snug. Are you putting on weight? What? Constar. Always there. Always ready. Always a little too quick to point out the problems. You know, Mark, as you and I continue on our path to... Uh, I was going to say righteousness. And, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> On our path of educational, we're professors. But even if we were professors, we would be fired from college because, you know. <laughs> Tenure? That's out the window. Go, oh, buddy. You're out of here. Leave. Yeah. You're you're not tenure. You're temporary. And you just spent your time right. gone. I, I can't imagine wow. what it's like to be a conservative. When I was a, uh, as a college student back in my day, uh, I was conservative. But I kept my mouth shut about it because I was involved in theater and broadcasting. Right, yeah. And both these fields are built around liberalism. And I was at a major university, so I shut up. Just eat a bowl of shut the heck yeah. up and go to work. And it, it was okay. I mean, I didn't mind doing that just because, you know what? I don't agree with liberal ideology. But if you're, if you're choosing professions and fields uh, you're going to be in that are with committed liberals, you don't have to agree with them. You just have to agree with yourself not to argue with them. Because right. you're not going to make friends. You're not going to win them over. It's yeah. better to just go ahead. And so I compartmentalized that part of my life, Mark. And I had no problem with that. I mm. thought they're just lost. They, you know, yeah. they will grow out of this. And then some of them did, some of them didn't. And the yeah. sad part is that I know the ones that didn't. And I used to, I think up until a couple of weeks ago, I talked about them as friends. Yeah, I've got some friends that did this or that. We're not friends. Yeah. Our relationship has not been active, even with Facebook in, you know, forever. I have fond memories of them. If they called and needed help, I would go. I would provide. I would do whatever. But we're not contemporary friends. We, right. We just, we don't live near each other. We Our lives do not intersect as they did. And so, and part of that is because, to be honest with you, I really don't want to. Because <laughs> I had to lie about everything when I was it's around too them. too much work. <laughs> yes. They're just too stupid for me to deal with anymore. Doesn't mean I don't love them. But. Right. The fact right. they procreated and created more liberal, I just think at least your kids are going to turn on you. They'll become real, you know, but I'm not a Republican, Mark. I'm a conservative. And there's a big difference right. in that. There's a big difference yeah. in being conservative versus being Republican. Yeah. And I try to identify with that. And that's why when you and I looked at doing this podcast, it was let's find out, is there, is there a candidate that we 
would feel comfortable getting behind. Not that mm. our, I'm, when we say we, we mean everybody. Is there a candidate that we can really get behind and say, this is the candidate for us? Right. Because yeah. I don't, I, I'm telling you, you can hope for Donald Trump. You can wish for Donald Trump. You can find your, you know what? You get on your unicorn and fly over the rainbow because the Democrats <laughs> are going to not allow that. He is yeah. going to be beyond indicted. He is going to be facing the 14th Amendment. He is going to be fighting insurrection. And it's none of it's true. It's all made up. And it's, but it's made up to prevent him from being able to yeah. run or hold office. That's yeah. just the reality. So yeah. pick a good yeah. vice so, president if you want him mm, to win. Right. I, I think, uh, I don't think I would count him out. This is my side of thing. I don't, I won't yeah. count him out because I think enough people are aware, aware that everything against him is being manufactured. Right. right. I, I think that, but I would, <laughs> I would look at the lineup and say, eh, who's option B just <laughs> in case, you know, <laughs> my fear, my big fear, Mark, is that, um, they don't pull out all the stops and get it done before the election. Mm. And Donald yeah. Trump gets elected because he is the best candidate. He is the best choice. He is, yeah. Yeah. you know, and the biggest fear I have is that he wins and gets thrown out and he does not pick a strong vice president. And we're left with a leadership gap. That's what the Democrats mm. want. That's the, yeah. if you can imagine, that's like building um, a bridge out of balsa wood over a pit with lions in the bottom. You know, mm. you're just not being smart, but right. Is, as we look at them, I wonder, I've, I've learned some things about, you know, the Trump administration that um, I, I say I learned them, but I don't know if they're true. You know, when you mm -hmm. look at things and you go, yeah. oh, that's why they did that. Like, Consider sources. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, like the guy that did Yellowhammer, uh, Phil, was it Sims? Uh, Nick yeah. Hilton. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yellowhammer well, News, you know, he started it. and Yeah. Yeah. And he got really behind Trump uh, and in, in Alabama and then. After Trump was like, he did take a position in the Trump administration. It was a pretty low level position, uh, but he got it because of his support for Trump in Alabama when Trump wanted right. it and needed it. Yep. And, um, but he ended up leaving. He wasn't there uh, very long and ended up leaving and writing a book about it, you know, yeah. a tell all. And I had to wonder it, what happened, you know? Did you see, mm. did you get close to him and see behind the curtain and you were not just disappointed, but you were now actively against him or did you expect that you were going to be his, you know, right-hand man and that didn't happen. So now your feelings are hurt. Mm. Makes me wonder, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always wonder why know. did Jeff Sessions fold so quickly, Mark? Did mm. they, they like Trump for enough to be elected, but then the minute he's in office, he bails. I mean, cause that's what Sessions know. did. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, yeah. Talked about that one day last week. I think I he just became the the career politician he always was. <laughs> and know? see, and I can't. I'm having trouble admitting that to myself, Mark. Yeah, I really like him. Yeah, I'm having yeah. trouble yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm with I know you. it's I'm true. I I do know that. I like, but they've true. just been they've been in D.C. for so long that they are no longer the people who were back home that we rooted for. They are now members of the D.C. community, and they filter everything through life there. And that's one of the reasons we need to have these people back home more often and for longer than they come home because they really don't live here anymore. When you think about it, they come home and come and campaign. They have, right. they have an office, they have an office back home. They come visit the office back home. You can go to their office, but they're not there. You right. know, they're in DC. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you know, it's so funny, they, Mark, they don't the really day, represent was... us anymore because they don't live here anymore. Right. You know, over the uh, weekend, I actually was uh, at a store um, getting some medication for LaDonna and 
there was um it's in the district where mike rogers is the uh, representative yeah. and i'm not kidding I, I i've known mike for 25 years i've, I've actually when i first moved here I met Mike. I was in the same building. He was a lawyer, you know, and I met him because our radio station was in the same building as his uh, law office at the time. I don't know anything about the guy. You know, we just met because yeah. we followed each other on the, tra on the elevator. And over the years, you know, and he, of course, has been elected representative for many, many, many years. And uh, I'm not kidding. I get to the car. I, he was far enough away that I didn't want to yell at him. And it was raining. But I get to the car and I said, LaDonna, did you see Mike Rogers? Did you say anything? She goes, who? <laughs> You're going to have to email me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. So that's where Mark and I are. And everybody can talk about Trump, but they can't talk about the more important person in their life, which is the representative. So, yeah. uh, by the way, I looked up something about uh, Yellowhammer News because that was really driving me crazy. Cliff Sims. Yeah. Cliff, Cliff Sims was the guy, yeah. And I was um, he the sold last the name, but not the first name. Yeah. yeah. He actually, um, it, this is what he did. He actually left, um, he, he sold the uh, yellow hammer in 2017 and took a job with the Trump administration. Um, he left that job after a year and a half, wrote a memoir team of vipers about his, the experience. Wow. Uh, yeah. So 17 months, he was the uh, assistant communications director for white house messaging as well as a special assistant to Trump himself. Hmm. Okay. So apparently that job, you know, um, yeah. if you do remember, there were many, many underlings under Trump that were oh, playing yeah. a game, vying for positioning, yeah. being very yeah. cutthroat. I think yeah. Cliff Sims might've got, might got cut up in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. uh, that was something we talked about during, back in the day, during the time, mm -hmm. we talked yeah. about how this is a business guy and not a politician. A politician would have waited in the office, fired everybody, and hired everybody he wanted to have on staff. And he didn't do that. Right. So he still had this entire, he had this huge crew of people who had been there in the swamp for so long that that's what they did. They, they just right. lived the swamp life. And so he kept having problem after problem after problem with people. You know, yeah, <laughs> and so he had people advising him to do things that only insiders who'd been in the swamp for ages would advise somebody they wanted to fail to do. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. hopefully, hopefully if he, hopefully he learned a lesson from that and will staff appropriately if he wins again, but that's not who All we're right. talking about. No, today. we're no, but you know what? He's got a part of every conversation. He is going yes. to be part of the conversation yes. because he's the, because of what has happened. Right. We have to know who the other candidates are. Is there mm -hmm. a viable candidate? And is that person Larry Elder, Mark? Larry Elder. Right. Uh, Larry Elder, a quick rundown. He's 71 years of age. He uh, lives, was born in and lives in Los Angeles, California. Uh, he's never done a presidential campaign before. He has never held office before. These are things that are important to the left, by the way. I thought I will he just ran for president before. Yeah, he ran for just been governor. governor. Yeah. Yeah. It was during wow. that recall campaign for uh, mm -hmm. Newsom, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. He ran for governor in California. And that was where, you know, and everybody was going to hope they were so oh, please, please let Larry Helder win because yeah. it's so crazy in California. And the fact that they had a recall election says a lot that says a lot about California. Um, he's never held office before. And Oh, as I was saying, that's something that's very important to the left. They want to be sure you are, you, you don't have any political experience. Well, how can we trust you to run things properly? Well, it's the, it's the people with the political experience who've made the mess you're in right now. Do you really want more of them? Is that what you want? Um, 
He's got a BA from Brown University and a law degree from the University of Michigan. And his campaign website says uh, this, Larry Elder, the sage from South Central, is a New York Times bestselling author, award-winning documentary filmmaker, and one of the best-known media figures in America today. His flagship daily radio program, The Larry Elder Show, was heard weekly, uh, every weekday, that is, on, in all 50 states on more than five or 300 stations. Larry's unique style, personal background, and professional experience combined to inspire, inform, and persuade his listeners, readers, and viewers to embrace the timeless American principles of personal responsibility and public accountability. In his words, the question is not which party has my back, but which party can get government off our backs so that we might all realize our God-given capabilities. Larry was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, and his family's story represents every bit of the American dream. His father was born in Athens, Georgia, served in the U.S. Marine Corps during World War II, moved to California to open his own restaurant, Elder's Snack Bar. Larry's hmm. mother, originally from Huntsville, Alabama, was wow. a clerical worker for the U.S. Department of War, now the U.S. Department of Defense, and raised three boys as a stay-at-home mom. After running for governor of California in 2021 and securing millions of votes, Larry's now ready for the next step in his journey running for the president of the United States. Um, campaign positions, he wants to secure the southern border by investing mm -hmm. in physical barriers and bolstering border patrol resources. He wants to combat China by keeping the Pentagon focused on national defense, not left-wing social experimentation, <laughs> asserting American dominance in the South China Sea, and reassuring our Pacific allies minimizing our reliance on Chinese manufacturing and he wants to promote school choice. Um, <clears throat> this was an interesting exchange from Twitter over the weekend. Uh, Dan rather had tweeted slavery was pure and unadulterated evil. Yeah. There is no other side of the story. And Larry Elder responded. Yes. And add Dems are the party of slavery, the Confederacy, right. the KKK, Jim Crow, Dred Scott, the Southern manifesto, that opposed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, that as a percentage of the House and Senate voted less for civil right, the Civil Rights Acts in, of 1964 than did GOP, and now opposes school choice. Right. <laughs> wow. Yep. You and, know, uh, a recent Fox poll is putting him at about number 12 in the stack right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and I like Larry Elder. I, I used to like his radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There's a certain lack of charisma there, you know, when it comes to he's on a, on a, even on radio, he had right, really yeah. powerful things to say. He had articulate solutions. He was kind with people. He was good, but stern. Um, yes, but you know, uh, it wasn't enough even on a radio level. He was on 300 yeah. stations. Um, but it was because he was with Salem, uh, broadcasting, uh, Salem mm -hmm. is a Christian, a Christian based, yeah. uh, network. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, he had been filling in for others on other networks and then Salem hired him and put him on. A number of stations um so i'm not knocking him i like larry elder yeah. but um i just it's so weird that i really did think he i thought he ran for president in 2016 uh mm -hmm. one thing that hit me he's 71 now okay yeah uh remember when ronald reagan ran for office in 1980 and there was a discussion about his age yeah uh, about reagan being old and well ronald, <laughs> ronald reagan was younger than larry elder He's 69 when he was elected. <laughs> Think about it now. When Reagan ran and they talked, his age came up during a debate. Right. And he actually had to make the mark. Well, I won't talk about your youth and inexperience. You know, I was just thinking about that. Yes. <laughs> and yet here we are now where Joe Biden, you know, is 
my goodness, you know, I think he did die somewhere back a few years ago, and he's animatronic now. I don't think it's real, but I mean, how old is it's he? It's a weekend he's, at Bernie's, the White House edition. Yeah, it is, man. It's so sad. Um, oh, also, hey, you mentioned the, you, Larry Elder's comment about talking about slavery, you know? And, uh, yeah. Um, do you hear what Kamala Harris said uh, about slavery in Florida? Um, oh, yeah. She's been over the lying, about yeah. The, lying about the curriculum there. Yeah. Yes. Lying about the yeah. curriculum in Florida. And yeah. it's like, you know, if you're, if you have, and I mean this, if you have liberal Democrat talking heads on places like CNN, where this happened, correcting you about your <laughs> lies, it means you've gone too far, Mrs. Pinocchio. Yes. It's like you, you really have gone too far. If you get corrected right. by a liberal pinko commie talking head, you've mm -hmm. lost your base. And yeah. your head. It just shows that what she's doing is she's just spouting what somebody else has written for. She has yes. no idea, no. no idea whatsoever. She's got, she's got people fresh out of college <clears throat> doing all of her research and writing everything for her. And they probably all hate working for her from oh, what yeah. I can tell, you know, and she's, all she's doing is just is memorizing the, the, the <laughs> memorizing the cards that they've given her. And she's going out on TV and just spouting what they've told her is so, and it's yeah. not so. And uh, that's you the thing see, so many people don't know what it says. They don't know what the yeah, real truth is. True. They know they're being yeah. told. It's like, if you don't know how to read, you can't read your Bible. And whoever is talking to you about what the Bible says can tell you it says yes. anything you, they want. Yeah, right. If you want to see something like that in action, go back and watch the, uh, uh, go to YouTube and search for the hearings uh, um, about, you, know, you remember where, uh, where Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy, whatever, you know, the Democrat, uh, He's a candidate now, right now. The mm -hmm, candidate yeah. that's the candidate <laughs> whose name slips my brain for yes. some reason. Anyway, so he's he's being grilled by these people uh, at a at a session, and uh, there's a woman whose name escapes me as well, <laughs> who is doing her opening her opening statement. You know how they all take about five to ten minutes to yeah. pontificate before they ask right. the first question. She is pontificating. She's reading her statement or opening statement off of a page in front of her. And I didn't think about it when I actually saw the bits of it before, but then over the weekend I saw where somebody had taken that video and they had, they had, uh, cropped in over her shoulder. So you can see her reading and then over her left shoulder to your right, there's a, there's a young white woman with dark hair whose lips are moving. <laughs> she is mouthing every word that this representative is reading. <laughs> which told me when I saw that, oh, wow, this young, this young lady was awake for three straight days writing this and she knows every word of it, you know? Wow. <laughs> and the person who's making this bold statement in front of these people who are actually evil and trying to tear our country apart, she mm -hmm. has no idea what she's saying. She's reading what someone else has written. Right. <laughs> and that's common practice in Washington, D.C., they're so all too sad. busy. They're all too busy kind of hanging out at cocktail parties. They have staff to take care of all that stuff. <laughs> the Mark and Max Show podcast. Kicking out of the station pretty early and having a ball. Yay. Hooray for Hazel. <laughs> you know, Mark, 
There comes a time in every man's life when he has to look at the truth and say, I'm either going this way or that way. And my seriously twisted way of looking at things makes me wonder. Oh, by the way, Robert Kennedy is the reason you couldn't remember the name yeah. because you think of Robert Kennedy, the yes. president's brother. Yes. Well, this is Robert Kennedy Jr. And yes. so, yeah, that's why when you said it, we I both kind of like, like it. oh, wait a minute. I think it might be right. wrong. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's right. It's Robert yeah. F. Kennedy. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. He's 2024. Yes, junior. Yes. So we will get into him. He's a Democrat. We'll, we'll, yes. And I'm going to be honest, man. I, I really don't know, Mark, what the future holds. I just think that at some stage, the Democrats, and I mean this with all my heart, if the, if Joe Biden really gets reelected, Mark, you know, we've been had and there's nothing we yeah. can do about it that we have. I mean, it's gone. This man has, done nothing but hurt this country at home and around the world he's a total mm -hmm. buffoon he, and i i'm seriously concerned about him as a just as a person as a, as pawpaw that he yeah. has lost it um he's constantly getting too touchy-feely with little girls i mean mm -hmm. with he breaks there everybody knows there's boundaries in life with children yeah. you don't go kissing their hair and smelling them what's right. wrong with you you yeah. do that man usually i'm gonna be honest do that with one of mine you're getting punched right you don't get that close to my kids we don't know you you stinky right. old man if it's your kid and liar your grandchild your niece or nephew eh, family gathering that's another yes. thing yes. but strangers supporters who walk up and just want to shake your hand and say hey i love you love the job you're doing right and the next thing you know you're sniffing their kids hair yeah that's that's just what? creepy you know what, Mark? anybody who's got kids knows other people's children stink other kids smell. They, it's, our kids don't smell. Your kids smells. And you don't say anything because you like the person. You don't want to be offensive. Right. But yeah. And think about it. That's I, I don't think I've ever smelled a child, you know, mm -hmm. because if you have sleepovers that you're going to have to smell them. And I'm telling you, I've had, yep. I don't, I've coached ball and everything else. No. Y'all just sit in the other dugout. I'm good. I'll call you when it's your turn to bat. I mean, and he gets right up in their grill, man. Yeah. That's just what grosses me out. All right. So Larry Elder That's is going to be seven is 71, right? He's 71 yes. now, or he will be. Yes. Yes. He's 71 now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is. I, th and I, I agree with you, by the way, uh, uh, having listened to him because we had him on a station we were on, uh, and I, I used to listen to his show and he is one of those people who could get angry and raise their voice and you wouldn't be able to tell unless mm -hmm. you were looking at him, you know? Right. <laughs> that was his demeanor. He was always very, he was always very level, you mm -hmm. know, just it was so, which I, there, there's not much dynamic to him, which is right. uh, one of the things I think is going to work against him because yeah. he's not going to get angry on the debate stage. If he makes it to the debate stage I don't or hold so. anybody accountable, you know, how many places are they going to have on the debate stage? I know the, well, the biggest thing, if they have 40,000 individual, independent, uh, separate donors, there has to right. be at least 40,000, across right. the nation. Um, so we'll see. I don't, he hasn't made that mark yet. And I don't know that he will, but you mentioned our yeah. buddy Vivek Ramaswamy has already hit yeah. that number. He's, he's gotten there. Yeah. That's a pretty large number. Cause you know, you can have a, a good local base where you seem to have a lot of support locally, mm -hmm. but yeah. when you go outside of your home turf, you don't have that kind of fan base. Yeah. Uh, I remember, um, Garth Brooks, the liberal pinko commie, uh, country legend, <laughs> When uh, he was out in Oklahoma and stuff and he was touring, he was, he was big there. You know, he had become big. Uh, he'd had a couple of hits and he's, but he had, was a hometown boy and he would go and there would be thousands him and Chris Ledoux, the former rodeo guy. 
Ladue would be the opening act. They do 10,000 people at a show. And I mean, yeah. screaming, yelling, singing along. I mean, it was a big, big deal. Garth Brooks, and he, don't, I don't criticize the guy's performance. He does a great show. Oh, but, yeah. Um, great show. Anyway, yeah. But uh, he came to Alabama. He told this story on uh, the Carson Tonight Show back in the day because he called them the Alabama 13. Uh, he, he, was, uh, had, <laughs> he had this big following in Oklahoma and his first couple hit record songs and his first album out on a na national label. But as he traveled outside of his home, again, playing 10,000 people, you know, at a pop in Oklahoma mm. and, and a couple other areas where he was real strong. And he comes to Alabama and he's basically touring on his own. He's got his pickup truck and t-shirts in the back of the truck. Um, our old buddy, Jill Friday, if you remember her, I she remember was working, it, yeah. she was working at a country radio station in Anniston, Alabama, that, uh, that was like promoting his show at the Alabama show palace, which was a very large bar at the time. But that's where Garth Brooks was playing. So he's playing 10,000 seat arenas in Oklahoma comes here and they book him in a bar. And <laughs> he had had a hit. It wasn't like he was a hitless guy. He'd had a hit and he goes there and that night, 13 people showed up. Wow. And he wow. had them sign his guest book. Okay. Right. And yeah. he, because he wanted to never forget those 13 people that came to see him because it was a great, it was a wake up for him that right, while he yeah. was really big where they got a chance to know he'd been there in that area mm -hmm. of Oklahoma and Texas. He'd been playing that area for five years, built up a following and had, a few, you know, hits and yeah. now he was, and it's, he went on, talked about that on Carson and yeah. it was funny because it was at the Alabama show palace. And you know what? Jill Friday interviewed him on the air that day. And, uh, she want he wanted to get her a t-shirt, you know, Garth t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And so she walks out to the truck and he, he goes, reaches in the back of his truck, hands her a t-shirt and uh, she's the LC. Well, she had a couple little kids at the time, at least one. And, and she <laughs> didn't go to the show that night. Oh, no. <laughs> she so, pulled a Graceland. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, how too funny. That's a story uh, for another day. Yes, but, it is. <laughs> but Yikes. that translating into Yikes. the world of politics, you, you can be big at home, a big fish at home, and not anywhere else. You're not going to go very far on the national stage. And that's um, the thing, Mark. You know, people don't even know their own representatives. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you got to remember, those are the people that you have to get. You have to get people that are so, that really only know the uh kardashian version of politics you know they just ah. know that name yeah. that's what you've got to win over and those people are going to live they're going to believe kamala harris when she says florida is teaching slavery was good yeah. you know they're yeah. going to believe it because they don't dig deep and really she was lying right. she was yeah. called on the carpet oh, for why lying would because she lie to us she wouldn't lie right. to us would she yes she's the vice president she's, of the united states of america yes he would that's why <laughs> it's like the beginning of the movie liar liar what does your daddy do for a living he's a liar i think you mean a lawyer Okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's good. I love that. So, uh, Mark Larry Elder, yes or no is okay. First of all, is he, would he be a good guy to have in your, um, in your group of leaders with our country? Should, would he be a good public servant? I guess. I think so. Yeah. I think he'd be a good person to, to tap for certain things. You yeah. know, I think he would. He's got uh, 71 years of life experience, a couple of couple, he's got a law degree. Um, yeah. He's, uh, he's been on the air, even though it may have been, you know, a 300 stations run by a really low profile yeah. network, you know, right. he was still on 300 stations. Right. He was on in every state. So and, people in every state know him. they weren't just Salem stations. They, they yeah. weren't just Salem stations because I'm the one that we had him on was not a Salem owned station. Right. Exactly. I like him. 
Yeah. I liked him. I, I don't know. I he's do. got a lot I, of wisdom. He's got a lot of he's insight. Very smart. Yeah, very and, smart guy. You know, but he, you mean I re, I remember him getting mad one time. And you're right. If I I heard it in his voice, he did get mad. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound mad. You know, I remember right, yeah. it thinking. And yeah. he, you're right. That lack <laughs> of emotion is going to hurt mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I wow. think so. I think so. I remember but, thinking at the time, he is so cool to be not losing his cookies right now. That mm-hmm. is going to hurt him. That's right. But, I mean, as somebody uh, on staff, uh, mm-hmm. somebody with some wisdom to call on on certain st- subjects, yes, absolutely. But as the leader of the free world, not so much. No, well, and- I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, remember Ben Carson Yeah, uh, when he was running? The, in the primaries in 2016, um, Ben Carson was a little more charismatic and he did, sh- he, he did show a sign of that anger at times, but, mm. um, I thought he was a better candidate than many and mm. he didn't make, it. I thought he was yeah. going to be an over the hump, but maybe Larry Elder can be that guy. I, but he, Tim Scott, Tim Scott's a sitting United States Senator from South yeah. Carolina with yeah. a much more powerful backstory. He's one of the top three right now. Right. So, uh, you never know. No. And you said that Larry Elder is number 12. Yeah. Okay. Well, you think he's got a better shot than Nikki Haley? Mm, no, I think Asa she's Hutchinson. got, I really think, uh, Asa, no, Asa, he, I think he's got a better shot than Asa Hutchinson. Okay. I mean, even though Asa has been in government, I right. think I, after seeing, after seeing and hearing him be a politician on stage right. with uh, yeah. Tucker Carlson. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> So, Nikki Haley's got the name recognition and, 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 and she leaves me with a positive impression, mm-hmm. you know, as, yeah. a, as opposed to Asa Hutchinson who does not. Oh, I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I like, I like Nikki Haley, but anyway, I'm looking at Larry Elder and I'm putting kind of, I'm looking at our list of the announced guys. And I'm going, where does he fit in this list? I don't think he's 12th. I don't think he's down that far, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, there's two ways of looking at it. What you and I know versus yeah. what the general populace knows and they're going to know Chris Christie's name. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to know, mm-hmm. I don't know, Asa, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, they'll know maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of name recognition of what people will know. And Pence, Pence was vice president. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah I, Pence, I don't know. Pence has got that image though. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? That yes. clean cut, sharp, good smile, uh, yeah. great haircut. His, you know, white, you know, he just looks like he looks the part. And when he's speaking a prepared speech, he mm-hmm. sounds the part. Right. But when he's when you put his back to the wall and he says to somebody in front of a friendly crowd, I've seen you I've seen this act before, Tucker. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Just, yeah. He 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 clearly doesn't un- understand the room. Like I said that day. Mm-hmm. Way to read the room, buddy. I right. mean he, he did a bad job and of reading where, the room. So yeah. I kind of put Larry Elder ahead of him. Yes. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. I, so even though, hmm. even though Larry Elder doesn't have that image, and right. we're back to, you remember I referred to the comfort zone, right? Hey, Larry Elder is not in that comfort zone. Yeah. Somebody like Mike Pence is. Yeah. And that's the sad thing is that somebody like Mike Pence could get elected just because he's more comfortable to people. Hmm. And that's where we are. We're back to Kathleen Madigan again. You're right. going to have to tell me who these people are, you know? Right. <laughs> So Larry Elder, you know what? It, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's yeah. Okay. 
I'm going to put a little, I'm going to underline him for me mm -hmm. to watch because yeah. I, as I'm looking, because it's not just how appealing the individual is to you and me, but how will they stack up against the other ones and where do they fit in? And Larry Elder, if I think he could be that guy that kind of can maintain an even strain, you know, and while the other ones make mistakes, because like you pointed out Pence, you know, Pence turning on Tucker Carlson mm -hmm. when you don't, you don't have to. No. You know, when you, again, Pence biting the hand routinely on stage is something he, dude, you're not paying attention to what's going right. on at yeah. reading the room. Larry Elder will actually be able to, he'll be able to follow a line of questioning. He'll be able to find the truth in there and mm. be able. So if he can get in these positions, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And because of his, uh, where he has been in media right. and he is in conservative, uh, in conservative media. He's been talking about all of these things that people are unhappy about. Right. You know, he's had his basically yeah. had his finger on the pulse of the of the people and how they really feel about transgenderism, how they feel about the border, how they feel about the things that are, mm -hmm. are top of mind right now. He's probably going to be able to communicate on a level that other people can't. But he has to get that chance. And to get yeah. that chance, he's got to cross that 40,000 donor threshold. Right. And is he going to make it? <laughs> wow. Um, you know, Larry Elder wrote a book and I was trying to remember the name of it. I can't, so I'm looking it up. The 10 things you can't say in America. Um, <laughs> he, he's written other books. I think that's his most recent, but, uh, mm -hmm. I, I will tell you that, um, it, I remember choosing to put Larry Elder on the air on a radio station. I was programming. I did it because I liked him as a person. I like his background. This yeah. is a guy that, you know, we said he was born in Los Angeles. Dude went to Crenshaw High School. Okay. Crenshaw, even back then, was not. It was a very divided neighborhood area and yeah. back in the day when he was growing up. So to come out of that, having not gone down a bad path of life, means something. He went, he went to Brown, dude, Brown University. Mm -hmm. um, but he went to the University of Michigan Law School. I wonder right. why Michigan. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything yeah. about it, but yeah. why would Larry Elder, a guy from the West Coast, end up, I get going to Brown, you know, that's yeah. Ivy League school, but why Michigan? Is there something mm -hmm. special about Michigan Law School that I don't know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I know, Alabama, like University of Alabama, a great law school, believe it or not. Right. Uh, so I think it's Sanford. Uh, yeah. what is the school at saying there? It's phenomenal. It ain't like going yeah. and I'm not knocking it. Not like going to a nightclub school, the Birmingham school of law, which I actually <laughs> looked into <laughs> just FYI. Yeah. So, but it's not an Ivy league school. And that's one yeah. of the things that people would say with, Oh, wow. You didn't go to Harvard. Right. You know, that's so oh, actually that's a positive. You just don't understand. <laughs> do you? <laughs> well, anyway, so I, I think as we're talking about Larry elder, I'm, I'm actually in, thinking maybe there might be something, you know, there might be something, uh, it, the one book he wrote was dear father, dear son. Uh, he wrote okay. that in 2012. I just, All I right. pulled it up cause I, that was, uh, it's either one that Larry Elder wrote or one that he talked a lot about. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's by, by Larry Elder. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So if you want to know about him, he wrote uh, a number of books that people One is a uh, stupid black men. Mm. That's a Larry Elderism. Mm. Um, anyway, so he's put a lot of things out there, but, um, you know, we'll see. I yeah. do think it's going to be, you know, we're early on, but you're right. Can he get 40,000 people across the nation to give mm -hmm. him money? And I think he could. Yeah. Um, 
but how can he ma- how can he take advantage of that 300 station network that was that he had built with the radio with you know mm. his radio show right yeah can he take that and spin that into something and mm. by the way you realize in this one grouping we now have two former radio talk show hosts that mm. are looking to be the next president wow mike pence and larry elder yeah hmm hmm they could be the uh, the Mike and Larry show. Wow. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, we're doomed. <laughs> oh, I are. you knew that already. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you think, Mark? On a scale of one to ten, where does Larry Elder fit? I towards the bottom. I just yeah. I I really don't see it happening unless he can hit the debate stage and really make a splash on the debate stage. I don't see him having yeah. the holding power just because I he he's not. Like I said, he's not in the comfort zone for one thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think nobody knows who he is unless they used yeah. to listen to his show. And then those are the people who are the, they are the, uh, they're the, the news nerds mm-hmm. like you and me. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, and they, and we already know it's not people like us who make the outcome <laughs> that, that we want, you know, because the rest of yeah. those people are all watching Shark Week. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back in. It's the Mark and Mac Show Daily Podcast. Checking out the uh, 2024 campaign. The, uh, <laughs> we are watching this dirt road to the White House, and uh, it'll eventually get to paved highway. But for the time being, we're still traveling on a on a mule, trying to figure <laughs> out who's going to make it. You know. Yep. And uh, we've gone through Will Hurd, right? Have we gone mm-hmm. from the bottom up on the list? Yes, we have. We got, yeah. Will Hurd, Francis Suarez. Did we do that? Yes, we right. did. Yep. Doug Burgum, mm-hmm. Mike Pence, obviously. Yep. Yep. Then Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, yep. Tim yep. Scott, Asa Hutchinson, uh-huh. and now Larry Elder and Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm sorry, yeah. I moved him on my list. I moved. Yeah, I, I had him. Yeah, I had these in order when we started, but I moved right. Vivek. Up. Yeah. Yeah, I've got him right below uh, Nikki Haley right now on my yeah. list. Yeah. He's uh, he may be the best speaker, best public speaker of the whole bunch. Wow. I mean, and so you- coming up tomorrow, Perry Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that who? Doing? who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to that again. We ha- we've actually had a few people with name recognition, and now we're back into the people that are the who who heard of these people. But based on our uh, show we did on Vivek Ramaswamy, I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to doing this one. Could be interesting. Could be. But that's tomorrow. Thanks for listening today. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends. Let's get those subscriber numbers up. If you want show notes, you can get that and more at markandmacshow.com. Also, uh, that's where you point your friends. Say, hey, you should listen to this podcast. Go to markandmacshow.com. The links are all there. You can subscribe right there. Get them to subscribe and then join us here tomorrow. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.